Welcome back to another edition of the Fantasy 40 Podcast with myself, John Dabari, my co-host, Mr. Matt Walker. And as always, brought to you by our friends at Expand the Box Score. Keeping up with what we've been doing the last few weeks, looking into some of these rookies, uh, incoming rookies ahead of the NFL draft. We have another very special guest today, friend of ours here on the show, Mr. Jeremy Brown, who you might know as Dynasty Madman. So, uh, Madman, welcome back to the program. Let uh, everybody know where they could find you, and then we'll start getting into these quarterbacks and tight ends. Thanks, John. Yeah, really good to be here. Thanks for having me. You can find me at Dynasty Madman at Twitter, of course, and at Dynasty Trades HQ, the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast with my buddies Shane and Mike. We've been doing that for almost as long as I've been friends with you guys, known you guys. I think it was maybe a year or two after we all met, we started that podcast up. Uh, but it's it's good to be back here talking with you guys. Always enjoy it, and um, appreciate you guys having me on this lunch hour. Listen, when we say special, we mean special. When we get Mandy on the podcast, <laughs> things are going to go off the rails. We've already been down that road, <laughs> and you'll catch it on the outtakes. But super excited to be chopping up quarterbacks and tight ends. We live in a super flex tight end premium world. So now a lot of people might not have been excited about the episode today, but you're going to have to get excited because these are where the difference makers are going to come in. Well, yeah. And we, we're, we're a big tight end pod anyway. Oh yeah, listen. This is that's our wheelhouse. But you know, just trying to set the stage, Jonathan. But we'll start quarterback. Finish on the tight ends. You know, we'll finish with those big butts. (laughs) Yeah, the man's gonna have to carry our our dead weight through quarterback. So we'll kind of jump right into it. Um, This year, more than many years past, there's a, a, a definite giant tier break from arguably the the top tier into tier two. Um, most people have a, a definite top five at the quarterback position. So among those top five, which I'm assuming is the same for you as everyone else, how do you have them ranked this year? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. the Before before all the, you know, the, the NFL combine and before all the chatter and before some of the players that were previously ranked below C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young as like the top tier of guys, before all that craziness started, and it happens every year, we all get caught up in it. We have people that validate our own bias. Oh, I always liked Hendon Hooker. Oh, or, you know, maybe for you guys, yes, Anthony Richardson is a tremendous athlete. So all of those things, Will Levy's, you know, oh, man, he, he's got this huge arm, you know, like Jeff George is what it reminds me of. With, whenever anybody says somebody's got a cannon for, for an arm, I can't help but think back to the pessimism of uh, Jeff George, although there was some fantasy goodness out of that. But, but it was C.J. Stroud, it was Bryce Young, and then it was these other guys, and how does that shake out? And now people are actually talking about maybe the NFL is going to draft Anthony Richardson you know, over all these guys, or maybe it's Bryce Young over Stroud, and that kind of always was out there. Richardson slips in in between there, even ahead of Stroud if Bryce Young goes first. I don't, I'm not deviating from the way I had it before, and I really like Hendon Hooker. Came from a gimmicky sort of kind of gimmicky offense where maybe you read half the field. A lot of college um, offenses do that to give their quarterback a, a better chance to move the football. It makes sense. Not to say he can't read the whole field, but that seems like a liability and his age. But he played really well, and he looks really good. And and in some classes, that would be a guy that jumps maybe into the bottom of the first round. But I still have to keep him last because of his age and other things. It hasn't changed for me. It's Stroud, Young, Richardson, Levy's, 
and Hooker. And I'm giving Will Levis, and I say Levi's all the time on the show, our show, with uh, Shane and them, but uh, Shane and Mike. But I, I think I, I haven't spent a ton of time doing this because, and I think it's last year's class that did it, did it to me, because. I went and sliced and diced it and, and re-ranked and thought, hey, what about this guy? And doing all that before the NFL draft. And then the NFL draft told us what exactly they thought about all those players. Yeah. Um, not a lot, right? And then somewhat surprising that Pickett went above everybody. I mean, I don't think – I think he was expected to be one of the first drafted. And and I guess I can't – you know, memory isn't going to always serve me correctly. There were There was plenty of chatter that – you know, Pittsburgh and that he was, you know, maybe the best in the class thought of that way. But still after the draft, you're like looking back at the, the aftermath of that and thinking, man, I am so glad I only had one draft before the NFL draft, one rookie draft, because you definitely don't want to take another Malik hooker at the top of the draft, you know, and get burned like that. So it hasn't changed for me yet. It might, uh, but early on it's Stroud. There's a lot, to like there and you can pick it apart. Um, great offense did well, probably should have won a Heisman probably should have won a national championship, a little, a little sort of, uh, underwhelming, uh, uh, the, the whole team at the end of seasons. And, you know, Bryce Young did win the Heisman and, um, out of Alabama and he's tiny. And that's the thing that is probably going to let other quarterbacks perhaps be more successful in fantasy, like a Richardson who I have very, 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 close to young. I don't think, I don't think of young as the best in this class. And I don't think of him as necessarily better than Anthony Richardson potential wise. I, but I feel like he's done, he's done more as a passer. And so I can't, I can't in good um, faith put Richardson above him. However, another conversation would, would be which of these guys are going to be most fantasy relevant and score the most points. I, I might start to sound like I'm uh, not very competent in my Stroud, Young, Richardson, Levies, and Hooker rank. And I know that's not on a limb, but I, like I said, I haven't changed these. And and we could talk about it all day and maybe bump a couple guys up. I'd love to know what your order is, though, now that you asked me, because mine is kind of uh, vanilla at this point. Yeah, but before we do, what uh, what college program do you root for? Yeah, well, I went to Ohio State, <laughs> so yeah, I'm an alumnus, and and I do, and and it, I have been. It's been fortunate that things have gone the way they did and they got rid of that um, option offense. Definitely biased, and but I, I still think that, I mean, really, on you guys know me well enough that if if there were warts on C.J. Stroud and, um, you know, he was inaccurate, which he's definitely not, but if there were things about him that mattered that were, that were going to ding him, then I would – bump him down the list but i just don't see any of the other four able to do that until after the nfl draft for fantasy football i i can't based on how well that kid did um aside from that first game he ever played against oregon you know the first his first game as a starter you know that was that wasn't a great game he definitely was um you know not poised um, they could have won that game. But yeah, as an ohio state guy it seems like i'm biased um and fields was my number one guy you know the two years ago, and, and, um, but but really, Fields came to Ohio State, and I was already high on him, and I was glad that he got away from that program where and you know went somewhere where they were going to start him. And I think Anthony Richardson, I think the world of that kid, and and he could be good, but it's just you know at the top of a fantasy league draft, you have to have big balls to take him over everyone else at like your one hundred and one, especially now before the NFL draft. I would never do that. 
Well, speaking of big balls, uh, John's number one quarterback at present, Anthony Richardson. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, a, a explain bit, yourself. No. Yeah, I mean, you kind of led to it already. Yeah. I'm looking at this purely from fantasy. Could could he completely shit the bed from an NFL perspective? Absolutely. However, he brings more with his legs than anybody else in the top of this class. And the way scoring is currently set up in every league, I mean, that's going to add a ton of points that you aren't otherwise getting from Bryce Young. Even if Young is a better NFL quarterback, that doesn't necessarily equate to more fantasy points. So just swinging for the fences, looking at the potential upside, I mean, Richardson's range of outcomes on the high end is, you know, peak Cam Newton, Josh Allen type of production because of what he brings with his legs. Where I don't see that with some of the other guys. And I yeah, I mean, if he becomes Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen because of his um, running, then you're, you're going to wish you drafted him at the top of the draft. Um, unless you have a, you know, in Stroud, you have a like a, a Joe Burrow or something like that, sure. where you know you didn't you didn't make the wrong call, even though maybe he might be one point oh two in um, scoring over the next few years. But yeah, you look for that Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. You don't want to miss that. I wasn't on Mahomes, so I can't count him as as one of those things. That was my top ranked quarterback that year, but missed on Josh Allen, and uh, I didn't know what what we had in Lamar Jackson at the time. It was, I mean, I guess similar to Anthony Richardson, right? In, in a way, going into the draft, yeah. the the kind of questions and uncertainty. I mean, Richardson's a, an, a, maybe the best, they say, maybe the best athlete to ever play the quarterback position. Like He tested as all, such. I mean, yeah. that's where yeah. he is. I mean, with his body type. I mean, the issue with Lamar Jackson, right? There was a lot more production for him in Louisville, you know, than ever Anthony Richardson, but he just didn't oh, work yeah. hard, right? You're just like, yeah. oh, that's, that's not going to work in the NFL. You're, you're too small. Yeah, we said that about Jalen Hurts too. Remember on off the rails, we actually had a conversation. Where we most of us agreed that you know he couldn't. I think Katie Flower said he can't hit the broadside of a barn. He's definitely not high on my list of quarterbacks. Like he's he's the guy that she didn't really care for because of his inaccuracy at the time. And now this is a guy that's at the top of a fantasy scoring and leading the leading your Eagles, right? Not, not sure if you saw the news. He's the current highest paid player in the NFL as yeah, we this morning. Crazy. Yeah, we, we buried the lead talking about quarterbacks today <laughs> where we could have went down that path. Yes. But yeah, I mean listen, I had I had tons of concerns about Hertz the passer. Uh, the I, passer. I knew he had the athleticism. Um but the work ethic is second to none. I mean you you can't I mean, unless you know the guy, you know, you, you don't know that type of stuff. And that's where it gets most of these guys. You know, you can be the most athletic guy in the world. If you're not going to put the time in, you, know, you don't think Josh Allen put the time in to get better. John's thing was the broad side of barn was like John's standing quote for Josh Allen when we were talking about him in his draft year. Yeah. And, you know, he, he put the time in. He had the athleticism, <laughs> body type to to break, you know, fantasy football if he could learn how to throw relatively accurately. And he did. My, yeah, he did. So if Anthony Richardson can figure that out, then yeah, he should be the top. I mean, he's not even that inaccurate. He, I, a better passer than Lamar Jackson. Yeah, and he had, listen, he, he really didn't have a lot to work with at yeah. Florida, either, you know. So it was a lot of 
not a makeshift opportunity for anything interesting. And, and he's my two. Um, I have Shroud one as well. I, I believe Shroud just, you know, a, a complete, a more complete prospect. Um, I still believe he's going 101 in, in this draft. I think the Carolina Panthers are trying their damnedest. Yeah, that's all bullshit. Houston Texans to trade up to one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some of their investment and still get their guy. But I believe Shroud's still going 101. I have been of the mindset with the Houston Texans that uh, I wouldn't be taking Bryce Young at two in the NFL draft if I'm the Texans. I'm just going to take best player available. This is a long-term rebuild for them, and I think you you, I like you look that. for your quarterback yeah. in the 2024 class. I know, you know, a D'Amico Ryan's and the fans and all aren't going to like to hear that, but you know, I just five ten two oh four, and that two oh four is dude. That's and plus pound. Yeah, fake weight that he's not going to carry around. And I get he held up in the SEC and more power to him. He's super productive. There's really no knocks on the guy other than his size, but it, there's, it's yeah. still his size. I mean, that's the end of the day. There just aren't a lot of quarterbacks that size, that last, that play well, that um, that make it in the NFL. 5'10", 185 or whatever, maybe 190. I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, you have to look at the whole the complete picture, but also at the top of the draft, teams are crazy that – I mean, we can take risks in fantasy football. It's a, it's a game, but – with all that money on the line, you can't take a, a risk like you just said, taking Young at that pick. Um, and, and maybe they do, but I, I'm with you. Take something that you know is going to be there for the foreseeable future and worry about the quarterback after. Don't miss on a first, a top of the first pick. A first yeah. ever, but like at the top of the draft, and it's been done a lot, especially by my Cleveland Browns. Good God. I mean, yeah, and they have a lot of firsts. firsts. And there's a history of not wanting the quarterback, too, in a class either. <laughs> Yeah, history yeah. of not wanting the other guy. You might want the third or the fourth, but you usually don't want the second for whatever. Yeah, you can get value on those other guys that you know go go later, and maybe you want to take a chance at that capital. I mean, you know, in second round, okay, probably. But you think all these, all five of these guys go in the first? I don't think so. Um, I think there's a world where Hooker could go at the end of the first if a team wants to trade back in to get that fifth-year so, option. I do believe he's a second-round pick all day long um, to a team. He's more likely to be a second-round pick. Yeah. But I could see it, it happening. There's a thirst. And with these contracts, you, you want to get these guys on these rookie deals if you can. The problem with Hooker is he's probably not going to play this year with, with the ACL. Oh, yeah. That's what um, they say, yeah. You know, so you're, you're already – He's in one year of production with him, and he's, what, 25 years old already? Which isn't a death sentence, but, I mean, it's not like you're getting a 21-year-old that's missing a year. I got a scenario for both of you guys, then. We'll, we'll pretend you're Houston. Where do you think your team is situated better? If you take Bryce Young, too, and we'll just say Smith and Jigba at whatever they're picking, their other pick, 16 or 12 or whatever well, it is, or taking... Will Anderson trading down a bit from the other pick and then taking Hendon Hooker at like 20. I think you're a better team if you go Anderson and Hooker. Yeah. I don't know, man. I like Anderson and then another elite player. But Yeah, I wouldn't even be – Yeah, I'd stay at 12 and take something else. Sure. You know, and then maybe try and get Hooker in the second. But I think my, my eyes would just be forward in, in the 24. You know, this, the Caleb Williams, Drake May draft, there's going to be other guys that pop as well. But – you're not going to be a competitive team next year. I mean, you're just not. So, yeah, this coming season, take, right? Take a long term uh, perspective on things is is my approach. You know, if Hendon Hooker's sitting there in a the second year to Texans, yeah, yeah, be my guest. Throw that dart. You know, see, he's probably not playing most of the year anyway, so it actually helps your long term plan. <laughs> you know, yeah, because he's probably not playing until next year anyway, like you said, more yeah, than likely. Yeah, yeah, be one hell of a backup or a trade chip, you know, but. Um, yeah, so Hendon Hooker for John and I is both five, and and then we flip flop. 
Levis and Bryce Young. I do have Bryce Young at three just because I have less concerns than with Will Levis. John John loves upside. As you well know, that's why Anthony Richards is one and Levis is three because peak outcome. Yeah, I mean, they should hey, be. Fantasy football like is the right, yeah, it's the right place to think about upside and play upside, um, you know, if you can, as long as you're not burning the 101 on a crazy risk, um, you know, going going by upside instead, like taking Richardson over Young, I would think that's what I would consider to be upside because it, it does seem like a bit of a risk, even though Richardson might very well become the better quarter, the best quarterback in this draft. Yeah. But at the time it might be risky. And early before the NFL draft, it's so tough. We're in a draft now. We just did the 308. We took or 309, maybe either the eighth or ninth pick in the third round, a 12 team super flex. We got um, Tank Bigsby because he was still on the board. And we thought that was the best, not only the best running back, just the best player at that point to to draft. Surprising guys, guys become a value. Um, but we're talking quarterbacks at at 108. We had a lot of options, um, but C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, and Anthony Richardson were all gone. And actually, I think it went Richardson, Young, then Stroud of value to um, to that guy. I mean, unbelievable. But we took Will Levy set at 108. Consensus was we should probably do that. It's ahead of the NFL draft. If he goes in the first round, it's one of the best things we can do to even if we just trade him. It's the best move we thought we could make at 108. And I don't not a giant fan of Will Levy's, but it seemed in a super flex quarterbacks kind of the trump card for us there. So that's what we did. But he was the fourth of those four guys. Yeah, I just want you to keep saying his name. If I have like 103 in a super flex draft, it's I'm just <laughs> Anthony Richardson all day long. I'm not even going to blink. It's Bijan Shroud Richardson. I'm, I, I yeah. don't care where he lands. I don't, I'm willing to take that shot at, at 103, but I'm not. It's unlikely that I'm going to bump him up uh, above Stroud at the end of the day. But to your point, the cheapest you're ever going to get a quarterback in a super flex league is in the draft. I mean, I, that's it. If these guys hit, you can trade the 108 for him. <laughs> you can trade the 108 and a future first for him. Uh, and I take it back. It was it was Bijan at the top, and then um, it went Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, and I, honestly, I'd probably go Richardson if. Over Young, I would I would go Richardson over Young, Stroud and Richardson over Young. So that guy at one hundred two really um really took a, his shot shot his shot on Bryce Young. Yeah, I mean some people just want want a sure thing, and I do think he's a sure thing for what he is. And I just don't think he's ever going to be a QB one in, in fantasy football. I just don't think he possesses that that upside. He's going to have to be a forty touchdown thrower. Who was yeah, the best the small guy? Like Drew Brees, right? What was he? I always forget. Was he? He was at least six foot tall, though, wasn't he? He wasn't five eleven or. I think five he was ten. six even. Yeah. yeah. So even I he was, Russell Wilson is too. Yeah. So those guys are both, you know, the better players for a, for a period of time. They both had careers, and you know that's that's it. I mean, there are other guys, smaller guys, but they haven't strung together, you know, careers like Brees has. And and he's probably two inches taller than Bryce Young. So I don't know, man. It's just not – you can't be confident in that. Even if you love that player, it's tough to be confident on an NFL scale if you look at it from that perspective and not be like, you know what, I I have to draft Anthony Richardson over Bryce Young. Like, at least he's a grown, full-grown man. Sorry, that's – that seems silly. I'm only 5'11", so that sounds stupid. No, listen, take, take a shot. You're sitting down. You know, no one knows how tall you are right now. So <laughs> take a shot when you want to. And Yeah, Drew Brees, six foot tall. And all I remember is him constantly like 
craning his neck to try and like look over the line. Like that was like the vision I have of him the entire time I watched him play in the NFL was trying to make himself an inch or two taller so that he could see over the line. Russell Wilson is 5'11", but 215. So totally different body type yeah. than Bryce. Than That's Bryce like Young. running back. That's like He's stud 20, running back. 20 right pounds there. heavier easily. And Russell, Russell wasn't every ounce of 215. You know, yeah. when we know that's not where Bryce. He's young. a lean. Yeah, he's a lean two fifteen. Yeah. That's truly his muscle right there. That's I mean, exactly. That's and then there's the Kyler Murray, which Kyler Murray's a totally different animal than uh, a Bryce Young is as well. Because he was another guy who was really short, five ten. But where, where's he at? Wait, he's got to be in the two fifteen ish range as well. Which he's stocky. He's, he's stout for for his height. Yeah, uh, they but, give him two oh seven. So they, he's actually exactly the same almost dimensions as Bryce Young came to the combine with, but looks uh, totally such different. A, looks such totally a different, different animel. Yeah, I'm with <laughs> you there. Doesn't not that Bryce animal. Young doesn't create, you know, with his feet and outside the pocket, but I, I feel like those are two totally different camps of of quarterback schools of quarterback there. Exactly. No, not not trying to knock him for being a mobile, but he's not a running. He's not going to be. And if he is, no. it, then it increases the likelihood of injury. He's getting killed on the <laughs> in, field, in the NFL yeah. if, if that's how you want to live. So that's how you want to live. Yeah, we've kind of squeezed the juice on the top five, John. Boy, you boy have we. Yeah, cool, man. But that's fun. That was fun to talk about. I, I, I'm glad we did that. Yeah. Let's but, run so looking outside of this top five, do you genuinely like anybody else outside of that group? I, I, I have a inkling of liking Stetson Bennett if he goes to a good spot, but there is nobody else in this class I have any interest in. I think Stetson Bennett is a turd. I don't think he'll be anything in um in the NFL, but I, a case could be made. I mean, he did he did some miraculous things, right? I mean, in a way, you could call him miraculous. He 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 was greater than the sum of his parts. Like there are a lot of players where you you read all the stuff and you want them to be as good as they are on paper when you add up all their athletic metrics and stuff, their you know, their stats and everything else. Stetson Bennett, he's one of those guys that you're like, "Man, Somehow you look at everything and you're like, this guy is greater than the sum of his parts. And you don't know how it's like magic or something. I, he's going to get a shot. I mean, even, even the off the field stupidity after, you know, after the season and stuff like that, he, he's going to get a shot. I used to like Max Dugan. I, I used to think he could possibly be something, but honestly, if you're going to take a shot, why not Doria Thompson Robinson, right? If you're going to like go big or go home, just draft that guy in the fourth round and just hope for the best with him. Cause I think Mo- most know, of he's the got some, NF, I'm oh, sorry. He's most of the NFL mocks do. I've seen, they've had Tanner McKee as the QB six off the board. Yeah, man, if that's playing the draft capital game. I mean, and the NFL is going to tell us who they think is most sure. valuable. And that's, I mean, that, and, and so maybe we'll end up drafting him. But I mean, right now, before the NFL draft, I'd, I'd think you'd want to take a shot on Thompson Robinson. Probably won't be an NFL player, but out of what's left, you know, after the guys you're talking about Bennett, Cunningham, Dugan, Hall, McKee, O'Connell. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. What about you guys? I know you've spent some time looking at this what do Listen, you think there, there isn't a brock party in this draft all right we're not getting a guy that's going to be around seven pick who's going to going to amount to shit in the nfl it when we had our sheet here uh jared that i just wrote it doesn't matter after it five. doesn't that's matter it doesn't matter none of these guys matter i'm with you dorian thompson robinson because of the athleticism i have jaron hall as well who's athletic as well totally incomplete yeah. out of byu but 
that that's they're the only swings I'm going to take. You mentioned Stetson Bennett, who there's already concerns that he might go undrafted because of his off field shit. I don't know if teams are just trying to knock down his perceived day three draft capital. Right, but get him in unless, a, He's field. also 5'11", 192. So I mean, he's literally right. Beyond. <laughs> I don't, I don't want him <laughs> as well. I mean, so the, I, the same knocks that were on Bryce Young, Stetson Bennett didn't even try to put on weight, and he was probably parting his ass off. There's a lot of all that beer, of beer still didn't put on the weight. It is just on that day, and he looked lean as shit at the combine. So, yeah, I just think unfortunately it's just not going to matter for the rest yeah. of these guys. I don't care about landing spot, you know, and th- things of that nature. Um, other than athleticism, you know, I don't think any of these guys are ever going to just Stetson Bennett. I don't think it's going to be anything. Max Duggan, I don't think it's going to be anything. Tanner McKee, I don't think it's going to be anything. Clayton Toon, Aiden O'Connell, all these awesome college guys, you know, name guys that worked for, you know, college fantasy football. I mean, I just don't. We're never. Yeah, they're not going to be good anymore. in fantasy. Never These guys might anymore. get brought in. Maybe someday they 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 make they're, they're like a third string guy or taxi squad guy, and they they somehow make it to be a second string guy and have a career as a backup quarterback and coach later on. Who knows? But like these aren't guys are not guys NFL's likely going to bring in during yeah, the draft, and they're not guys we're going to want on our fantasy teams. No, the guys we just rattled off here would have been in like the conversation with like Malik Willis and Sam Howell and, and Desert Ritter last year. Like That's just how like flawed things are. It was this push-up, other than knowing that Kenny Pickett was 100% going to the Steelers, just like the year before we knew they were taking Najee Harris. They got to yeah. get a little better at not they being need to, so They don't know how to keep secrets in, in, <laughs> no, in Pittsburgh, no. do they? I mean, they're the worst-kept secrets in, in – uh, NFL draft season, but you know, these are the type of guys that would have got pushed up last year because of so, the quality. There's at least some names that are worthwhile that are camping these guys down, that no one's talking about them, and for good reason. We we talked about last year a couple times, and for all the other positions, we've been comparing 2022 and 2023, and because last year's quarterback class was perceived to be so weak, and this year there's a definite, you know, as we've said, top five, a, a clear top four if you bump Hooker down because of age and his injury. But I've been looking back through last year's draft class, and as much as we shit on it and as much as the NFL didn't <laughs> seem to care about it, when you look at draft capital, yeah. we had Kenny Pickett as a starter, and he's going to be starting this year. As we yeah. scroll down, Desmond Ritter, third-round pick, he's the Falcons starter this year. He didn't Malik. do that bad last year. I don't care. No. I, I thought I, there were some highlights because – there were some question marks about him. I, listen, he's a steady guy. I, he could keep that job for a while. I really think so. Yeah. So and, and I'm going to keep going down the list here. Malik Willis might be the biggest bust that people were super high on, actually. Matt Corral, I don't know if anybody uh, trusts I like, him. In- I like him the best out of all these guys, too. It pisses me off. I, I love yeah, he's- him for everything not football-related. True story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, huge yeah. backer outfit. <laughs> so uh, we're going to keep scrolling down here. End of the fourth, mm-hmm. we got Bailey Zappi, who started quite a few games. No shit, he did, too. And if, and? And if, and if Mac Jones falls on his face again, I don't think they're oh, opposed to turning it over to Zappi. Then we get into the fifth, Sam Howell, who is arguably, is he the commander? He's, he's in Listen. the running. I still job. hold out hope that he's going to be a starter. So do I. I, I, I really do. He was my favorite quarterback in the class last year. Easily. Yeah, I think I think he's going to get there. I, he was Listen, he was a highly recruited kid. Um, things didn't work out. But I think of all the players we just that he just named, he has a higher ceiling than all those guys. At least it seems like it to me that he has a higher ceiling. But Yeah, I, I agree. And Ritter, I think, is good enough. I, I, Ritter's – yeah, I, I don't know. capable, capable starter. Yeah. You know, but 
the NFL told us what they thought about these guys last year. So <laughs> could there's more coming, Walk. Hold sure. on. Yeah, he's not done. There's a couple more. Right, you're going to go Brock. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'll we're going to go Skylar Thompson, who yeah. looked okay in, in relief of uh, – They got they all got boy. some action. It's true. Yes, and then, of course, Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, who had a, a fantastic end to the year. So as much as we said these guys suck, a bunch of them got on the field, several of them – Draft capital be damned, have starting jobs going into their sophomore season. Were, was everyone just wrong, or did the value just get bumped down? It's so funny that Purdy was like so camp? far down on our list, and then he ends up being like the best of all of those guys last season. And then one of the guys that we were all excited about, Malik Willis, possibly, he was like one of the worst. I mean, yeah. it's it like it, it, they totally turned the tables. Well, it's because, you know, he Lev- or uh, Willis was the only one with any reasonable athleticism, and I think that's where everyone just glommed onto. But he was also, you know, lighting up a bunch of bank tellers and grocery bag store clerks with with Liberty. So you know, he couldn't pan out at what was it, Georgia, where he started. He was he was at a right, right. power five school and ended up transferring about as far down as you can go. I just want to go be a starter at uh, Tri-C Community College. I don't want to sit on the bench anymore. That was his I'm going to make a name for myself. But listen, Brock Purdy doesn't start if two other guys don't get season-getting injuries. Skylar Thompson, if it wasn't for two two starters getting season-getting injuries again. There you go. Who else started out there? Sam Howell couldn't start until the last week of the year. Desmond Ritter had to fight the fight of his life to get in front of Marcus Mariota last year. I, I don't know yeah, that these guys are for, world beaters. I get it. Like, yeah, they have some, forever. You know, super flex value, but ugh, yeah, I, I still would take this class leaps and bounds above last year's class. And that's assuming no one beyond heaven hooker has yeah. any relevancy. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think we're going to have deeper more... though. The top it's very, last year. the top is garbage, but it might be deeper. John, it was a kiddie pool. It, it, last year, it, it didn't get any deeper. It was just all the same. Just yeah, like, so deeper, deeper in a weird way. Wider, yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah, wider pool. It was just, it was all shallow. Yeah, so it was just which fish you pulled. I'll out. take four, uh, four or five players out of this class over last year's, or even three. Um, yeah, over last year's entire. Listen, give class. me Dorian Thompson Robinson over Malik Willis, right now. Honestly, <laughs> take it right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> He didn't even get drafted yet, and I would rather have him on my dynasty roster. You need to tweet that out. You know how you get you get famous on Twitter by either putting things out there, whether you believe it or not, that are hot takes, or um, just you know begging for followers. So we're yeah, not going to beg for followers, but we should <laughs> we should tweet out some of the crazy shit we say. So Listen, I'll put it out right after this. Go go into the NFL side of things here. Mm-hmm. What what teams do you think are best or worst <laughs> landing spots, whether in general or specific to a player? Um, for me personally, the only thing I do not want to see is Anthony Richardson to the Colts because the Colts are in need of a starter, even though I love Gardner Minshew. They would probably, given the draft capital, be forced to put him on the field earlier than he needs to be. I want him to go somewhere. Uncle Rico, I like him too. Oh, yeah. love him. But, yeah, I, I'm just curious if there's any spots you like in general or specific to certain players or the opposite, if there's ones you dislike. Carolina is super interesting, and I think Stroud goes there. I think that's just it's a formality at this point. I think that that has that has to be what what's going on, unless they were to trade trade down or something crazy like that. Um, I do like uh, the Colts spot the uh, spot, but yeah, if they're trying to start somebody r- right away, um, 
you know, Richardson wouldn't be that guy. But I think that's th- those are two places that, you know, you want a quarterback to go. I can't honestly sit here and tell you that I want a quarterback to go to Houston that I drafted in our um, rookie draft because, I mean, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson had some success there, but Houston just seemed, I don't know, man, it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. When, but, I mean, any place that needs a, a starting quarterback would be great. Um, you know, you, you'd think, but I, I think the Carolina job, um, you know, the, the indie job, those are two, the, the two, you know, top jobs, in my opinion, am I missing someone? Um, well, Seattle doesn't really have a starter, but they're, I don't How are they going to get, how are they going to get a rookie quarterback? Are they, wh- they're where would they six. get? They got number you think, six. That's so right. you think, so, so. Do you think they'll take a quarterback there after the top guys are gone? Which I, which I've got to think at least the top two guys are gone. They head. have been saying they meaning maybe uh, they want Will Levies, Schneider, and uh, Pete Carroll have been saying. You know, we haven't gotten to pick this early in years. This is a generational opportunity. Blah blah blah. You don't take a quarterback so, there if it's not a generational quarterback. Unless you think Richardson is, and you can sit him for two years behind Geno and develop him, which they there you go. I mean, had a history to do that with quarterbacks. I, that's the only spot that I think is super exciting for Richardson because he he could fit into that kind of Pete Carroll system that we've seen other guys succeed in, and they I think they gave Geno a three year deal, and I think there's an out after year two. They're in no rush to get him on the field. They could let him develop. So that would be interesting. And I, I don't know uh, what's the the defensive lineman that's busy executing teammates. And uh, oh my god, uh, that guy! Carter? Jesus. Yes, I, I could see Seattle taking him. They don't give a shit about off field stuff. And that guy's arguably the best overall player in the draft. So if he falls to them at six, and they need help on Something. the defensive line, I could see them doing oh, that. But Something crazy's got to happen, right? The the Vegas Raiders want want a quarterback. They're at seven. Uh, you so if Car- Carolina at one, of course, let's say they take Stroud. The Texans, who are they taking it to? Are they taking a quarterback? or Are they doing what you guys said? Taking I, like they're best probably best. taking Bryce Young. You think they'll take Bryce Young? So we'll skip the Cardinals, although there's talk about Kyler Murray and yada yada. I don't see them taking a quarterback. They probably trade out. Yeah, if they, I, I would expect they They're could. The because so, if somebody wants a quarterback, they yeah. have to get ahead of the Colts now. If yeah. the Texans are adamant about keeping their pick and taking Bryce Young or taking whatever quarterback they want there, then the Cardinals' pick just becomes like worth a billion dollars. Somebody's going to want to trade up <laughs> to that spot yeah. if they want a quarterback. But I'm just saying, like, even the Colts right after that, they take a quarterback. The Seahawks. And then the Raiders at seven after the Lions. That's a lot of action at the top. Seven, five teams for four quarterbacks. And and maybe they're not all thought of to be drafted that highly. And and if the Colts want Will Levies at four, then that opens the door to something like an Anthony Richardson at at five to the Seahawks. I think Levis is the pick at four. You think so? Yeah. Who's the pick at four? I think it's Levis. I I wouldn't I I wouldn't be surprised. I think and you mentioned it and I I think Jeremy's on to something here. Anthony Richardson and the Colts I think is a great landing spot. Shane Steichen just created the Jalen Hurts offense in Philadelphia. I I think there's probably no better spot because he brought Gardner Minshew there because he knows the system that well, he can start to you start can sell the me on that. 
I, I mean, it, I it, you know, maybe he doesn't start right away, but he starts at maybe some point. But that, you know, it's doable. Yeah. Um, now, now, look how look how soft I am. I'm already convinced. I'm like, yep, you're right. I'm wrong. Yeah. But yeah, he's on the turf. That guy can fucking fly. Oh yeah, I'm, <laughs> I, I I love that spot for him. And I just had wanted to bring up uh, Geno Smith's contract. So yeah, he signed through 2025. He there is an out in 2024 but it's still 17 million dead which is unlikely then drops to eight seven so likely in the next two years for gino that wouldn't be the end of the world if they were able to develop a guy behind him you know get him in the first round get the fifth year option so you have him under reasonable control for three years after gino gino already said he'd be more than willing to tutor someone else and all yada 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 and all that shit because he kind of has to say that stuff at this point in time (laughs) so i i think both of those landing spots for anthony richardson are are pretty good. I, I wouldn't want two years waiting on Richardson. No, <laughs> no, God, no. And he, yeah. well, Richardson doesn't want that either. I mean, no. I, I could see a half a season or one year. I mean, I definitely. Um, but there's got to be there's got to be something going on inside of those first seven picks. Jordan Love says hi to. There has to be something going players. on, you know, in those yeah, first well, seven listen, picks. With Packers do everything a little bit differently. Yeah, so <laughs> get held hostage by a, a narcissist. So. What can you do? All right. Last thing here to get out of these quarterbacks. Typically, out of every year, you get two starters, sometimes a little bit more, sometimes a little less. So let's uh, all pick our two guys who hit out of this class. Oh, man. (sighs) When we say hit, are we talking NFL hit, fantasy football hit? This is a fantasy podcast. I don't give a shit what they do in the NFL. I'll give, I'll give May a man a second on this. You know, my one and two, Stroud and Richardson. You know, I think I, I Stroud's my one, so he's got to be one of the two. And I just yeah. think Richardson, even if it's short term, he's going to hit for fantasy. So yeah, I, yeah. those are mine also. Yeah, no, honestly, I, I was going to say the same thing. And it was because of what we talked about earlier that you kind of have to think in terms of fantasy football and which guy do you think can be the best fantasy football force out of all of them. And Richardson you know, and you made all the good points, both of you, but I think it's, I'm not backing off of Stroud because I think he's definitely going to be a successful quarterback. Richardson, I think is the guy that you're swinging for the, you're taking, you're, you're making a home run hit here. Um, you're, you're hoping. And then, you know, young, I mean, just, you know, does he become a great quarterback? I don't know, but I, I, I still think that you have to go big with Richardson uh, because young is is small, <laughs> so, and the other guys are throw-ins. There you go. Watch Levis be one of the best. Watch Levis be one of the best out of this class. I'm, I'm totally kidding, by the way. Two. I don't like him that much, but I'm just saying that'd be funny. Listen, that dude couldn't find the field at Penn State, and then <laughs> worked yeah. his way down to transfer. Tra- yeah, right. just to become relevant. And he's. I mean, they're talking. Everyone talks about how old Hendon <laughs> uh, Hooker is. There you go. Eleven is twenty-four. I think. <laughs> like it's just, yeah. yeah, it's it. It just some for some reason when it, early production, I think matters unless there's kind of a a narrative behind it. To your point, like Ohio State, you kind of have to earn your role in there and there's a secession with quarterbacks that you know penn state really didn't Life have lines. that when yeah. he was first there you know they they have more quality now but i don't know I just, levies is a guy that backs up a Derek Carr for for years and you know put puts his mayo in his coffee and and just eats bananas it. whole right just feeling all yeah which john finds strangely erotic but <laughs> oh, <God damn. laughs> it's because they're brown it's because they're brown at that point there you go (laughs) sweeter 
<laughs> so that's a good spot to get out of quarterbacks. Uh, we went way too long on that for a class that we don't really even like. It's except so for the fun, top guys. It's just so fun. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on to our favorite position here, the tight end. So just kind of jumping into a general feeling on it. What do you think of this class? Are you asking me? You yeah, want to yeah. know what I think? You're, you're the guest, so sir. I, I think this class is um, similar to last year with uh, a lot. I have a lot of players ranked. Well, I have, I have 10. I could add more players ranked. Um, not sure if it's going to be as good as last year's class at, at the top of it. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I think it's top heavy. I really think Michael Meyer is like the the best and you, you know, we don't talk about him like Kyle Pitts, but we have for a long time. I know some people don't think as much of him now. I don't know why exactly, but I think he's the the class, you know, the in a tier know, by himself. I, I don't think Dalton Kincaid is too far off, but I think I've got I've got ten guys ranked, and I have one guy, and I'm actually this is somebody a player that I knew about, but I'm going to borrow someone else's analysis on him to justify why I think he needs to be included in the top ten. Um, well, he's not even, you know, my, my, my 10th ranked guy. He's, uh, he would, he should be in your top 10. I actually have him ranked in my top seven players. So, but I, I don't think you guys are, listen, walk is the tight end whisperer. So I, you know, I, I'm like the color analyst when it comes in walk knows what he's talking about. I know you guys, you, you guys spend a lot of time talking about tight ends. So my thing in, in dynasty, and I think you guys probably know this. You want I want to get one of the top tight ends, like let's say Kelsey, at the top of a startup draft, um, if I can, because I think that's the one position when you have one of the best tight ends, you know, top three guy, definitely, which is hard to say now, but you know, one of the top two guys. If you have that, you don't have to think too much, right? Aside from bye weeks or if they get injured, and you just plug him in. So as as much as I value that beyond like the top, what is it, five tight ends. And we we analyze this on the HQ, and we talk about it every year when we rank the guys coming in, um, who should fall out of uh, running back one, wide receiver one, quarterback one, and tight end one territory, and who's going to join that crowd, you know, in the top 12 fantasy scorers. We do that exercise, and it seems like after the top five tight ends, there's just this giant middle section of scorers where, you know, it, I, I can't remember if it's eight, nine points, something like that, where they're literally like a tenth of a point difference in average scoring or a half of a point and average scoring different, just this long list where it doesn't actually fucking matter which one you took and which one's on your team or which one you started. They're so close. So I, I feel the same way when, if there's an, if there's a standout tight end, I feel like you should draft them. But again, I don't want to wait two years, right? It's our, our turnaround time on wide receivers and running backs, which used to be, you know, a couple, three years for wide receivers, at least the same for tight ends. We don't have that patience in fantasy anymore, and we've seen them start right away. So, again, same reason Michael Myers at the top of my list. It, I mean, not the same reason. For all those reasons, Michael Myers at the top of my list, I feel like I'm banking on on um, 
you know, the best overall player. And then after that, I don't know how highly I'm going to draft these guys. And and we're in a draft before the NFL draft, like I said earlier. And and several of these players went in a big chunk in like the second round. Like guys were just, okay, I'm going for these bets. So they are thought of highly. You guys might feel the same way. I haven't done as much homework on them as you guys. So I'm willing to talk about individual players and even tell you what I think is a guy that should be in your top 10, but I have, like I said, in my top seven yeah, from I, a small school. You you, you have oh, – okay, you might have just tipped your hand a little bit there on the he's from a small yep. school angle. So we'll, we'll, we'll get there a little bit. I was like, I can't wait to hear who this guy is. So I don't disagree with, with anything you said. <clears throat> I just – there's so little nuance anymore to fantasy football. I mean, everyone's super flex now, so all quarterbacks are valuable when that didn't matter five years ago. You know, there's, you know, right. whether you want to get in points for carry, points for first down, we're, we're, str- we're trying to get so minute in trying to decipher player values. The, the one bastion yeah. of hope for me is setting yourself apart at the tight end position, right? Yeah. And so now with tight end premium scoring is trying to elevate some of those guys. It raises all ships, right? So it's not like it, it just helps the, the guy that would be 15, but it doesn't help the guy that's one. I mean, it just makes Kelsey totally agree. even better yeah. in, in those environments. And so I value still, them just like you said. I totally agree with what you said just there about you know it elevates that and we need to think about it i just haven't been particularly good week to week in choosing who to start when i have the ace in the hole when i don't have that top guy i am really not i don't know I, I, maybe maybe i'm the same as everyone else i struggle with picking the right tight end on those weeks when i have to stream guys i don't always get we're, that right yeah because we're, it's we're in the opposite we're right. in the opposite boat I, f- I feel like that is my strong suit as a fantasy player. We should player. co-manage a team. You can is, help is me out. tight end streaming. There, there's, there are some predictive indicators, right? But, I mean, if you to, to Jeremy's point, you look back in last year, right, the top 12 in PPR scoring, Travis Kelsey, TJ Hawkson, George Kittle, Mark Andrews. Awesome. Top four, right? That's where, that's where everyone would have had them in some way, shape, or form. Then Evan Ingram, out of nowhere, had to change teams to get there. Tyler Higby, really? Tyler Higby was – why a uh, tight end six? He's Half still surprising seven. us. Cole Komet eight, Dalton Schultz nine, David Njoku ten, Dallas Goddard eleven, and then Gerald Everett twelve. Yeah, I was in on Gerald Everett. I I traded for him. I tried to get him in some startups when you know when he changed teams and thinking that was going to be a, a boon to him. I went after Fryermuth and Hawkinson because I thought they were great players. They're going to be on the field a lot. They're going to you know. So I have a lot of Fryermuth. Hate the Steelers, love Fryermuth, um, and and so you know that helps me with Kittle getting banged up all the time and getting older, trading Kelsey away, having those guys. But I don't have a lot of ownership in the other players you named. Yeah, the irony is that cost and John will you know uh, come to my defense on this. John Kyle Pitts versus Pratt Fryermuth in their draft year. What was I saying the entire time? Oh. Skip Pitts. It is as much Fryermuth as possible. I remember you saying that too. You were re- you were Fryermuth's agent, basically. Yeah, I'm like you're getting him around later, like around later. You're, you're taking Pitts in the top three picks of that rookie draft, and you're getting Fryermuth in the second round. I mean, you're it just it didn't make sense to me um, to to go all in. And I like Pitts. I mean, but hey, listen, Pitts was tight end 33 last year. I mean, he got hurt and the offense was ineffective, but that's where he was. You know, I mean, they're just <laughs> facts are facts, you know, at this point in time. Pat Frymuth has been a better fantasy tight end through the first two years of his career than Kyle. Absolutely. Was. You know, so everything's, you know, subject to change. But, you know, I, I, 
I do probably spend an undue amount of time on this. I think in this draft in particular, I'm not crazy about the wide receivers in, in this draft. And I only think there's really five quarterbacks of relevance, you know, in a super flex. Yeah. So yeah. other than running backs, I'm going to be throwing darts at tight ends in this class, you know, as more and more of my leagues go into the tight end premium. I still have Michael Mayer at uh, tight end one as well. And I just think it's because he's complete. And to your point of waiting two years for a guy to see the field, that's not going to happen with him. He, he's yeah, going yeah. to, he, one, he's by all accounts going to get round one draft capital, it, it looks like. And so he's going to be on the field and, and he looks like he's ready to me. I mean, yeah, you know, so it's hard ready. for me. Yeah, it's hard for me to to move off of him, even though I yeah. think some of these other guys have started creeping closer and closer. Dalton Kincaid's my two from a receiving standpoint. He's by far the best receiving tight end in this class. I mean, he's a game breaker if he can stay healthy and if he lands in the right offense. He could easily pass Mayer as the the tight end you wanted to have in this class. And then you start kind of ticking down. I, I'm a Luke Musgrove fan as well. I think he's clearly three. Darnell Washington, he's four. And I'm not the biggest Darnell Washington fan. I mean, he's a super impressive human being. But I feel like he's going to be tied to the line more often than not in whatever offense drafts him. So yeah, you're going to sure. need red zone touchdown production from him. And then Sam Laporte is my five. I, wow. I could easily move Sam Laporta above Darnell Washington as well. I, that's where I have him um, because, I mean, because of what you said about Laporta plus the, the Hawkeyes. They tend to tend to be good with offensive linemen and tight ends. Lean in to lean into the helmet, you know, when when it supports your narrative. And it sure does. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I still am burning a candle for Noah Fant, but I mean, they all can't be uh, they all can't be home runs. So I'm there on, on uh, Laporta as well for my five. But I just want to move right to who you're talking to at seven. So why don't you get <laughs> Yeah, and I'm with with you on what you said. I mean, you could rearrange those guys however you want. I, I mean, and, and make a case for it. You know, Musgrave, Oregon State. I mean, um, and, and you know, in fairness, Hawkinson was the guy that was – that we said this guy is such a good player, complete player, like Mayer. You know, he's he's a guy that's going to see the field a lot. So while everyone was excited about Fant, I remember us talking about how Hawkinson, that guy, you know, don't like this. Is, and, and it might have shaken out where people finally got there. I don't remember for rookie drafts, but we were all in on Hawkinson um, that year. Um, you know what? There's Kraft out of South Dakota. I don't really know. I mean, um, and, and I just feel like then there's a bunch of guys. And so since there's a bunch of guys, why not go with the old Dominion Monarch and go with Zach Kuntz? I'm sorry, Kuntz, tight end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so why not go with him? Uh, how, do, how do we know you're wrong in the way that you pronounce that? Yeah, I, I don't. You don't know, but they probably do say Kuntz. But that dude is an athletic marvel at that position. Um, I, I really I really think that uh, that he's undervalued. Well, I mean, he's not even on, you know, the radar for some people, um, which is crazy to me. But I think he gets drafted. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just athletically, like this is a guy you probably don't want to be involved in drafting until after the NFL draft to see how the NFL with the capital. But certainly at the end of your uh, rookie drafts, and the you, you have the one of the last few picks in the fourth round, you know, that guy's not going to make a damn bit of difference to your team. He's probably not even going to make the NFL. Then you take, you know, Zach Koontz, but I think he's going to be better than that draft position. I just feel like, you know, you don't want to take a, a tremendous risk because NFL is going to tell you what the, what you need to know. But I mean, I'm sure you did your homework on this guy walk, but I'm, I'm excited about it because if he played for a, a, 
a bigger program, I don't know that it makes any difference to like what he was able to do. I mean, you could say for certain positions, like the, the numbers are, um, what do I want to say, uh, boosted or whatever, or exaggerated. But I, I think with a tight end that the, that the tape's probably more telling for that position, you still have to, you know, block, you still have to, um, do certain things. And I have seen tape of this guy, I'm not a, not a tape guy, but I have watched, you know, videos and seen how this guy plays and, and I'm super excited for him in the NFL. So he's my wild card. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, pre combine, I had Zach Koontz as my tight end 11. So he was already on my radar pre combine. Now he's up to seven. It's ironic that he's, he's your seven. He's, he's elevated to seven. He's right behind Tucker Craft for me as well. Proof of concept out of South Dakota state with Dallas Goddard. So I, I see the, the opportunity. I like Tucker Craft better competition than, than Zach Koontz had at Old Dominion. Zach Koontz is a Penn State transfer. He was blocked yeah. by Pat Fryermuth, largely, ironically yes, enough. that's it. Yeah, we that's were just it. talking about recently, and injuries. This kid has, I think, 15 starts to his name as yeah. a redshirt senior in college. So, you know, you see all this athleticism on the player, and then he goes and breaks the Raz, and you're like, oh, my goodness. And he then you're like, it. But yeah, he's he just hurt it. all the time. <laughs> he couldn't get on the field at Penn State. He's a redshirt senior. I mean, there's enough. Yeah, when you were talking about a perfect 10 on it, there you go. This yeah, guy's a like perfect 10. An absolute freak of freaks at 6'7, 255. I mean, and, and everybody knows who he is. I'm just I'm exaggerating. I just yeah, no, I'm no, saying no, I have no, him no. in my top I have him in my top, you know, six players. Top I mean, yeah. I mean, that's, 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 uh, I, I think that's saying something. I, I mean, I'd probably put him in my top five because honestly, I, I want him more than I want Darnell Washington. So Meyer, uh, Kincaid, Laporta, Musgrave, Koontz, Washington. I mean, I think that's how it shakes out for me. And, and maybe even I move him up higher. But yeah, I, I like Musgrave a lot. I, I like all those guys that we're talking about better than Washington, though, because I just, I mean, those guys seem like they're, we've seen it before. Like, is he going to be, big enough in an offense to pull that off i hope i mean we've seen guys catch and do well you know that that didn't necessarily do it in college but i just feel like why are we drafting him that high do we want one uh, do we want that kind of tight end at the top of our fantasy football draft i don't think so no i don't i mean i i think he's gonna have a long productive career i mean but yeah. so did mercedes lewis right makes a ton of money Great at what Dude, he he's does. played forever, right? It's yeah. it's insane. Yeah, really I mean, has. so it's just kind of where I'm at too. Like I I draft traits want to go for upside. I mean, not that Darnell Washington didn't test super athletically as well, but you're right. Yeah, he did. Watching them play, they just look different. Um, and granted, Darnell Washington's at Georgia playing against the best of the best, and Zach Coons is dominating at Old Dominion. You know? So <laughs> there's these two are not created equal, although they're, they're both athletic freaks. So I'm um, I'm there with you. Um, with, with those guys, which also why I like this class because I, I don't think it's one or two guys. I think there's going to be four or five guys that come out of this class that okay. are fantasy viable uh, at the end of the day that are going to threaten to be a tight end one in the next two to three years. I, I think, think it's seven. It's the, I mean, who do you have? Who do you have, uh, <laughs> So everyone, Josh, every so, one of the guys is going to hit. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll give you the order I have them ranked, but kind of like you said, like <clears throat> th- this is very fluid. Uh, Washington, Musgrave, Mayer, Kincaid, Laporta, Kuntz, and Kraft. I, I think all of those guys can be. Say that again. So I have Meyer, Kincaid, Laporta, Musgrave, Kuntz, and 
Kraft and Washington. That's what I have. What we have the same guys. Just he has Washington as his tight end one. Oh, you do. He does. Wow, I have him at seven. I just I, think I missed that when you said Washington. He's <laughs> such a giant. Well, yeah. human being, but he's such a giant mismatch for yeah. anyone they put on him. I could see him. He may not have as many receptions or yards as anyone below him, but if he goes to a team that uses him properly, th- th- there's no reason this guy can't become one of the premier red zone monsters in the NFL. I mean, no, I, I mean, if no, he I mean, jumps, if he jumps, I mean, he's probably 13 feet in the air, right? His hands. Yeah. There's, a, there, there's the red zone that that Walk was talking about. I trust you guys, so I'm going to go back and look at this again. Um, having him at seven, you know, out of my, it and, might and be you know too what? low. So, in hindsight, do you know who's probably going to be the tight end one that everyone just has lower just because? It's probably Laporta. Sam Laporta. Yeah, Laporta, yeah. dude. He's so he's just going to sneak up on people. Two I'm not going to. From now, we're all going to go. Fuck! Why didn't we have Laporta yeah. one? Well, We've seen the Hawkeyes do this before. That's what I said. I'm, I'm actively going to move Laporta above Washington. And listen, you're talking about big bodies, jump balls, red zone. Okay, so this, let me paint the picture for you. We have one player who's six foot five and a half inches, two hundred and sixty-four pounds, and has a thirty-one inch vertical. We have another player that is six foot seven inches, two hundred and fifty-five pounds, and has a forty-inch vertical. Which one would you rather have right. catching jump balls in the red zone? There you go. Sure. I get it. Well, well the, the second one's Zach Kuntz. The first one is Darnell Washington. Correct. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. I actually moved Kuntz up to number five over Tucker Craft while we were talking and moved Darnell Washington down one more spot at seven. So that I actually changed my list while we were talking, but it, it's fluid, man. It's fluid. It's just crazy. If, if everyone saw the, the video of Darnell Washington absolutely destroying that blocking sled, you just look at them from a numbers perspective. Zach Hoods is the more dominant presence uh, of the two guys. But I think you put, I think you, you already alluded to it, but I think there is something to caliber of competition, right? So all yeah. these SEC guys, it's hard not to bump them up a little bit. I was listening to the radio uh, earlier before we had started, and they were talking about going back to the quarterbacks. Four, four of the top five guys are all SEC quarterbacks. <laughs> so it's like, you know, e- even the, the the quarterback play, which, you know, comes from typically all over the, the college landscape, the, the way things have gone. I mean, these he's played with NFL caliber, you know, quarterbacks with, with NFL caliber teammates against NFL caliber defenders. And, and, and so, I, you know, maybe – Five years from now, Coons can catch up to that. But I, I think these guys coming from the SEC have a shorter adjustment period where they're first coming. I think you're league. right about the shorter adjustment period. But if you look at tight ends over the past few years, they've come from, I mean, guys that have been relevant in fantasy, they've come from all over the damn place. I mean, yeah. Harrison Bryant, remember where he went? They played Ohio State, and that dude burned some of the best defensive backs and linebackers that – you know, in the nation, in the Big Ten, for sure, probably he burned them. <laughs> yeah, probably did. I mean, I mean, he really, he, I mean, he, he stood out. I mean, the, there are guys from all over. You know, uh, University of Washington, that guy washed out. But I'm just saying, it's it's a little bit hit or miss. And then we get excited about who who was it? OJ Howard, right? Well, no, was it OJ mm, Howard, yeah, yeah, the guy yeah, from yeah. Alabama? Yeah. And he's he finally caught a pass like this season. <laughs> like he's just been. He's on his like fourth for, NFL team already. Fourth is crazy at this yeah, point so, in time. Yeah. Quarterbacks and stuff, I see that, but like with tight ends, 
it, it the the fun part about it is there's so much you can think about and do and and ranking them. And I, I think I've just been burned a few times and I got a little salty about it, but it, it is fun talking to you guys. And I, I, and I'm reinvigorated about ranking these guys now, but I have to wait until the NFL draft because I, 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 I used to get a little bit cocky about my own sort of uh, what I call, you know, my confidence ratings on guys and my, my confidence waned because I thought I had a good process for doing it. But with tight ends, I don't, it's different. I, I feel like it's just different than when I look at running backs and wide receivers and quarterbacks. I've had some, you know, enough success that I keep doing this, but with tight ends, it, I keep doing it because I want to be successful at it. Like I'm just determined to do it. Uh, you know, we've hit on some guys, not that Fryermuth is a hit really, or some of the other players, Harrison Bryant, who, and you know, George Kittle, but I have way more misses that I thought were going to be good at this position coming out sure. of the, out of the, sure, because you, you think about it, it makes sense for Darnell Washington, right? Like blocking gets you on the field, right? I mean, you're just a liability, you you have limited snaps if you can't. So it, it makes sense for Darnell Washington to be high in, in people's minds, but you have to learn pretty much to be an offensive lineman and a pass catcher uh, as a tight end. I mean, it's like, there is a learning curve associated with that's why when you start seeing like immediate production from some of these guys, I mean, I still contend that Kyle Pitts is a is a wide receiver. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. And that he largely I, I, runs wide receiver yeah. routes. So for him to put up a thousand yards in his in his rookie season, I was not shocked by that. But by and large, these guys don't literally typically get off the bus, you know, and start producing. They're, they're and what you year. said is is precisely why anytime there's an Iowa Hawkeye, um, just like with Wisconsin offensive linemen or other schools that are known for things, as soon as you find out there's an Iowa Hawkeye tight end, you start thinking, or an offensive lineman, but tight end because, like you said, they learn to do both of those things, particularly in the Iowa offense. Um, yeah. You want a Sam Laporta. It, it instantly, like, that's his card. That's his, like, VIP card. It instantly puts him in the conversation in the top five just because he's from there. Yeah, and well, then you're like, hey, this might be one of the best uh, two, three guys in the draft. And I have him at three after Dalton Kincaid, but I don't be surprised if he ends up being my number two. And you said number he should be our number one, right? Was it you, uh, Dabari? Said maybe he should, or no? Yeah, you said walk that he should maybe be our number one over all these guys. Well, and, and the thing too, and I think with no tight end, Laporta from yeah. Iowa. Oh, I mean, I, I said I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the day he's the best tight end out of this class. I I, I think with tight end too. So much of it is dependent on landing spot and scheme and quarterback they go to. If, if Meyer were to go to Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers still there, <laughs> I, I don't like it at all. Yeah, no. I Aaron Rodgers doesn't like Aaron yeah. Rodgers. There, there are certain quarterbacks that don't heavily target their tight ends. There are certain offenses that don't heavily involve the tight ends in the passing game. So, and, and other teams that do the opposite and other coaches that do the opposite. So I think that's a bigger part of it. I mean, me and Walk do several ranking shows because we shake it up after there's any, you know. In, yeah, you're always shaking the tree. Yes, anytime there's important news. So following the draft, you know, if if we know Aaron Rodgers is for sure on the Jets and Laporta goes to the Jets, ooh, I hate it. I hate it for him, and he's – he's probably still stuck at five for me, but he's not, he ain't moving up. That's for sure. Whereas if some of these other guys, I can't think of a, off the top of my head, uh, we'll just say the Patriots just because that's 
where <laughs> where you go to score and, and murder people at the tight end position. But let's say Musgrave goes to New England and they, they just joke, got by the way. <laughs> they just got rid of Janu Smith. So they are in need of a second tight end and they've shown that they are happy to get both involved when they have two good ones. You know, there's a world where Musgrave gets bumped up by people. So more than any other position, I think what happens, you know, next week, two weeks, when is the draft? Yeah, a couple weeks here at the draft, I think will really alter these. Yeah, right. John, you, you forgot that uh, Mr. Mike Kosicki signed a one-year deal with those. Oh, so, for, for good reason. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> oh, listen, Joe O'Brien, he's back, he's back there with his Penn State coach. Yeah, you caught that. That's exactly it. I mean, he certainly shouldn't do worse, but yeah, that team, man, it's hard to figure. Have you guys heard of uh, Kamari Everett? I'm sure you you both have. Little little small school Bethune-Cookman Wildcats? Like, talk about out of nowhere. Know the name, but yeah, basketball player probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, you you want those basketball converts uh, as well, right? I mean, there's it's it's not just like an anomaly anymore. You can a a six foot seven power forward might not work in the NBA in the NBA anymore, but he's one hell of a tight end. (laughs) (laughs) So it it transitions well, but now the the other guy that's bubbling up for me, and you probably don't like him, man, man, is is Luke Schoonmaker from University of Michigan. I think yeah, no, pretty- he's a good player. I think he's ranked maybe a little low, honestly. Yeah, go ahead. You finish. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with him. I don't like Michigan, but I mean, oh, you know, plenty you. of good players come out of there. Yeah, I mean, he's my eight behind Kuntz. Um, you know, I buy into traits. I do like the production at a big school. I mean, he's, he should see the field relatively quickly as the tight end two on a team. And he tested surprisingly athletically. I didn't see him being that athletic on tape, but he's the 17th highest RAS score for a tight end ever. He's yeah, no, that's a, great. I have him right behind Darnell Washington, actually, right before Will Mallory, the Miami guy. And that's Miami. exactly where I'm at. It, it, well, again, he's in I'm, a, I, gotcha. What you had said, Walker, with Washington was he's in a very similar boat with him, which he's he's one of the better blockers among this tight end group, mm-hmm. which is going to get him on the field, which may lead to targets, which may lead to receptions. And that, so. That's my argument. And it, and, it, and it proves true. Like those are the guys that are getting out there. And so they create opportunity for themselves when they start doing well. I, you know, as much as we all love Kyle Pitts and you wanted to be a wide receiver and catch the ball all day, if he's at the tight end spot and not get it, not doing enough, you know, I mean, it's, it seems simple overly simplified but it's not i mean it's just the way it is these guys that are good get drafted high they get out on the field and then they you know you can put them in on your bye week and then maybe they become a starter you start trading for them and they're a household name i mean you have to start somewhere so i think it's good it's good logic to say hey schoonmaker's a good blocker in a big program you know they they won you know all that i think it's good it's a good argument to to put him higher in your rankings than he probably is on most boards. So you just you just wrote that other name that that Walk had heard, but I was unfamiliar with. So what was that name again? And then do you have any other sleepers you like this? No, year? I, I really don't. Um, I mean, there there are a, a, a plenty of guys, but uh, Kamari Everett, um, Bethune Cookman Wildcats. He's not even on most boards, but um, talking to Scott uh, Scott Barrett from Fantasy Points and I. Uh, <clears throat> You know, he's really high. He's like a 25-year-old player, but he's really high on him. And he has him in his, I think, his top 10 guys. So I just threw it out there. I don't know where I would rank him, but he has it in his top, him in his top 10 in an article that he wrote. But um, he, he wants to hype him up. Um, 
you know, he's most people haven't heard of him because he's a small school, but he turned 97 targets into 51 catches for 879 yards, 10 touchdowns in 11 games, just, you know, rattles off his stats. Um, and if touchdown adjusting for the numbers that he had, he's fourth best behind seasons uh, from Kyle Pitts, Brock Bowers, and Isaiah Likely. Otherwise, nobody's done better. <laughs> and it's K-E-M-A-R-I, and then Everett is A-V-E-R-E-T-T. And the reason I mention it is I, I've heard of him, but I, I would have never thought to include him in any kind of a list. <laughs> like, I mean, a, a real list like an NFL draft kind of list like oh here here's this guy that you know is good at tight end but so far off the grid well exactly to your point i mean he's, he he could be a good fantasy football tight end right i maybe, mean he's not maybe. gonna he's not gonna he's he's a late day three pick at best if someone wants right to, right he's probably udfa you know so he's gonna have to earn his stripes there but i mean he's got proven production as a pass catcher i mean 17 touchdowns the last two seasons can't take it away from him, but again, it's at Bethune Cookman, right? So as much as I'm dinging Zach Coots at Old Dominion, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to give old Kamari Averett a boost, right? And I don't even know what Bethune Cookman is, so I mean, I know what Dominion is, but yeah, I'm relatively confident it's historically black college. So if that's the case, let me do a quick look up here for good, uh, for good measure. Well, it's in Daytona Beach, Florida. That's yeah. It, it, is, it is private historically black university in Daytona Beach, Florida. So they're what division are they? I don't even know. <laughs> division four. No, five A. Five A. They're playing. Five A. Uh, I don't know. Okay, they're in Division One football subdivision or what? Compete in Division One football championship subdivision of the national. Let me still tell you. They're just they're subdivision. Okay. <laughs> what they are that doesn't tell me anything so it's basically no, a glorified community college at this point i, I mean it's I, i'm two searches in and i haven't figured out where they i mean going. i've heard of the school I, obviously they're not a <laughs> renowned football program that everybody goes ah, that's where the stars come from but <laughs> that's where the stars I've, come from i've heard like the, the name school. of the school yeah all right there's a rabbit hole I need to stop. It's just, just funny, <laughs> you know, man. Right it down. I mean, hey, listen, a name I was not going to bring up on today's podcast. Uh, I just wondered if so, you guys had heard from him. You're, just, you're, you're bringing a unique perspective to the Fantasy 40. Everyone's going to go out and put old uh, Kamari Everett into the, the YouTube search machine and you know, start drooling all over his highlights. So. Yeah, and read, you know, read, read uh, Scott Barrett's thing. He, he writes some crazy stuff. I mean, it, it does a lot of great analysis, and I'm sure he wanted to find a guy that was metric sound and had the stats to back it up, and then that guy's making his, his list. But there are plenty of guys we didn't bring up on here, but I don't know, like Penn State player, Oklahoma player. But I think – I think what we did well by having Schoonmaker um, ranked above those guys, like there's Payne Durham and Cameron Latu and a, and a Dave, bunch of guys. Davis Allen. Davis Allen has been higher in a lot of NFL. Mocks, Clemson guy. Yeah, really? Yeah. I don't have him up there high, but nor should you. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, um, again, if the NFL likes him, then we all have to start paying a little bit of attention to him. But I mean, Listen, the NFL likes a lot of blocking tight ends. True story. John Bates. They, they know, really do, man. They, they do. True sample went in the second round to the Bengals two years ago. 
just because the NFL, this is different. I, I disagree. The NFL liking these guys. Tyler Some of the Pearl. worst picks ever have been first round tight ends, <laughs> right? <laughs> In football, I mean, it's just yeah. not where you sink your capital. And now, listen, I, I tried to, I couldn't. Kamari Everett is a graduate student. So, yeah, he's he, like uh, 25 or 26 years old. Super yeah. senior. He played two seasons at Louisville. So, I mean, he had some competition, but he only caught 15 for 144 and three touchdowns during those two seasons. Um, but I'm thinking he's the longest of long shots right now. Like the guys that were just mentioned probably have a much greater chance of being on a team next year this time, you know, right? I mean, I, I got to believe that. And uh, and, uh, Davis uh, Allen being one of them. Yeah, this this guy is uh, truly a long shot, but six foot five and a half, two hundred and sixty. Okay, 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 Mister Avert. At least have my attention, sir. Yeah, that's that's good fun. So yeah, check out that article from Scott. He's he's a good dude. Does a lot of uh, analysis. I just thought it was funny. I I checked that right before um, I got on here. Uh, I saw that he had posted. Uh, something about tight ends and i agree with some of the stuff he said I, my order's a bit different of his but he seems like he's high on cunts and uh this guy from out of nowhere this everett guy but um i always love talking to you guys man i i miss you guys I, that's legitimate uh i haven't done a, a, any podcasting really aside from the hq for a long time dealing with some other stuff at work but uh we need to do some things more often i i really think we need to we need to get off the rails going as a, a regular thing soon, even if it's just every couple of weeks and figure out a time and, and dig into it and, and do just that, go off the rails and just have fun and, um, you know, t- do what we do and talk and, and go through these things because I wouldn't have had this conversation that I just had with you guys with anyone else on these players. And, and I feel like it was really good, like conversation. It was fun, but I, I also, you know, got some, valuable things to take away and, and look at and help before the NFL draft. So it was a pleasure to be here, but also just, just fun and, uh, you know, valuable to me. So uh, think about it and I'll reach out to you guys and see if we can't like get the band back together soon. Fun and informative. It's what we're striving to do here. <laughs> I think we did it heavy on the fun, <laughs> but yeah, so that, that should do Good. I mean, we covered all the things we wanted to get to. Uh, and then some. Thank you again for coming on. Right. Good to see you too, buddy. But uh, let everybody know where they can find you again, and then we'll get out of here. I am on the Twitter box at Dynasty Madman. I have the blue check mark, so you know that uh, Elon Musk thinks highly of me. Seven bucks. And um, you can find me at, at Dynasty Trades HQ. We have a lot of fun on that podcast too. Um, we're the three of us here are all friends with the two of my co-hosts, Mike and Shane. I doubt Shane ever says my name on any of his podcasts, but I'm going to do the right thing and mention him here. Not too many people know who he is. He's a good dude. But Shane and Mike, we've been having fun for a long time on the podcast, and uh, we'll be getting together soon to do some rookie drafting on the show with these guys here, Walk and Dabari. So, guys, I think we've been friends for seven, eight years now. Always appreciate talking to you. Uh, Check me out at Dynasty Trades HQ, at Dynasty uh, Madman, um, you know, Shoot me a line. Ask me for my advice. I'm full of it. Full of it, I'll tell you. <laughs> Definitely full of it. So that'll do it for us. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, next week, we're going to have some uh, draft preview, looking at some betting and other fun things. Uh, well, all things previewing the NFL draft, so be sure to come check that out. For myself, John DeBarry, my co-host, Matt Walker, and our friends at Expand the Box Score, we are the Fantasy 40, and we are...
out of here. Out. See ya. Ah. They no. need some outtakes. Hmm. Now I've really silent. Man. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you'd search for. <laughs> oh, you know exactly what to search for. That's, that's never, never that's, an issue. No, we're, we're going the hardcore route. That's I'm looking scary. for softcore Instagram. The funny thing is, when when I like randomly text John, and it'll be like a, a gif or something. He's like. I don't even know what you search for that to come up. And I'm like, I feel like you're the person that knows exactly what exactly to type into what. a search bar. <laughs> Get what you I, want. I have to agree. He's a keyword connoisseur. A, yeah. FBI's uh, looking oh. at John's um, search history for sure. Oh, oh I, yeah. Did I got you one. really text this in 2017 to John Dabari? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It does. Yes, I did. <laughs> Yeah, me on the stands just wincing. Guilty. I guess it was a joke, right? It was supposed to be funny, so I was just being silly. Hey, you gotta go. Uh, could you read the three texts prior to that and then read mine, please, sir? <laughs> like a little context here. Hey, you get the humor? No. All right. What prison am I going to? <laughs> yeah. As long as they don't take my passport, I just gotta jump ship. <laughs> Always somewhere that'll take. Can we have a recess for for a weekend, please? There's Pew! always some place that'll take you. Never come there back. <laughs> we'll do it. Do it a thirty walk. All right. Do you know Dan Campbell was a perfect ten rad score? Get the fuck out! Now we're not doing the thirty. What? <laughs> really? I just yeah. Anybody it doesn't strike me as super athletic. <laughs> He ran a he the, the only where only place he bombed was a forty. He ran a four eighty five forty, but he had a thirty six inch vert, a ten foot one broad. He had a seven flat three cone, four point oh seven shuttle at six five two sixty three, and threw up twenty five reps on the bench. What was his three I mean, cone? That's impressive. Seven flat. And a boy. <laughs> I always look for something to throw you off. I like that one. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> I'll do 15. Ah. <laughs>